0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Gal. I am that gal, Elizabeth. Welcome to episode five. Today I have Daniel with Danger the Game here. Hi, Daniel. Hello. So, we're going to tell you about the game. We're going to talk about it. Daniel is one of the designers, creators. Yeah. My name that. is on
1: the box somewhere. Some. Well, actually, I think it's just on the um, insert, but
0: Yeah, nope. This is designed by Philip, art by Walter. Yeah. You didn't make the box, dude.
1: No. No, I guess <laughs> I just didn't cut it. I but didn't make most of the cards though, so I do have some place in this.
0: Did you did you make the vegan card that's on the box?
1: Um, actually, so no, I think that was a uh, Philip. I okay. think all of the art that's actually on the box was uh, was made by Philip. I might have designed the um, the whole guy over the flaming spikes thing, but
0: I like the bear the best still. He's my favorite. I yeah, like all I like the dogs. squid. The, the squid, squid is... is so cute. <laughs> so if you go to Amazon, you can see this box, and then you can buy the game. And um, they have cards basically on the box. What some of the cards are, and it's very cute. And it's like yellow, like a sign when you're driving, I think. Is that why you guys did it this color?
1: Yeah. I mean, all of the different cards and everything, um, they're supposed to represent different types of, um, signs. So obviously you have your yellow for danger, then you have your plot twist cards, which are red for stop. Actually, um, the, in the original design, they these colors were inverted. And as you can kind of tell on the, um, on the other side of these cards, um, you're still the white base and the reason for that was like a uh, hazard sign the the black the white and the red mm-hmm. so but we changed it to the stop sign just because it, looked, the theme. it yeah if it fit. it fit better like hey stop and you're interrupting with the story but um the blues are for you you know like utility signs and then like the greens are state signs and you know
0: So, the blues are skill cards, and the greens are... Tool cards. Tool cards. Oh, the tool cards and the skill cards are my favorite. And the danger cards. And then the plot twist cards, in that order.
1: Okay, well, I'm glad you like all of them.
0: (laughs) I like all of them, but yeah, I like the skills and tools a lot. So, how do you play this game?
1: All right, so so somebody finds themselves in a dangerous situation, it would probably be best if we just kinda Pulled pulled some cards, yeah. And I'll, I'll just do this how I usually do demos and that. I'll just pick a random card here. Uh, you So you merge your tricycle onto the highway. Shame on you. You should be old enough to know better. But um, I have uh, a skill and a tool. So you would have each of the other players would have three skills and three tools. And you're using one of those skills and one of those tools to try to come up with a way to save you from that dangerous situation. So um not this card since it's a it depends on other cards so i have an old-fashioned diving suit and have perfect accuracy with anything that can be thrown so i have an old-fashioned diving suit so i'm safe while i'm on the highway because those things are built to take you know to take these immense pressures but it's essentially like wearing a giant suit of armor it's also very noticeable but I have perfect accuracy with anything that can be thrown. So you merge your tricycle onto the highway, but I can give expert directions So uh, because I, I can throw expert directions at you and to other cars to help them avoid you. So you're, you're able to make your entire commute to work on a tricycle with absolutely no hitches just because I'm, I'm throwing orders around.
0: So that's how you play. That was a, that was a great example. You totally pulled that out. Um, so you, you get a danger card, and then you have to use a tool and a skill to explain how to get out of that danger, basically. Yes. Um, so as you just heard from that example, you get your stuff, and you're like, oh, shit, how am I going to put this together? And then you come <laughs> up with an awesome backstory that you're improving to kind of figure out how exactly you're going to get out of that danger or yeah. get that person out of danger.
1: Um, when I first, uh, when I first made this game or when I first was, when we were prototyping the game, I actually had a lot of trouble, um, uh, actually I had a lot of trouble with the game, but obviously I, I, you saw, I just took one random card from the tool and one random card from the skill. And, um, yeah, so I, I do that to show people that they can basically BS their way out of anything. There's no card combination that they shouldn't be able to use. Mm-hmm. Um, if we ever make a danger app, uh, that's 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 one of the things I want to do. Is, is people submit like how they use this skill and this tool to get out of this danger. And if there are blank spots, then they'll just be like, "Oh, this is a blank spot. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll fill it in." And um, you might be able to even use that as like a third party, <laughs> third party. What does how does the world play danger?
0: Yeah, like so, like playing any game on your phone where you just do the random.
1: Yeah, it essentially, like... be like um, Cards Against Humanity has rando where you just kind of like take a card from mm-hmm. from um from from the deck and you mix it in with everything else and somebody uh if rando gets picked then it gets added to rando's score if rando wins everybody loses <laughs> um but yeah I kind of wanted uh, since danger is inherently a three player game you need two rescuers for comparison and you need one judge so the victim um but. If if we ever get a, if we ever make that happen, um, it would essentially allow you to play danger with two people.
0: That'd be cool, because like Chad and I love to play two player games. I love all party games though. I am a party game person. So when you approached me about playing this together, I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> and I ended up actually really loving this game because I have a theater background. So I've always oh, really yeah. enjoyed yeah, I've always really enjoyed improving and stuff. So it was right up my alley. Chad, however, is the worst storyteller I know. He is so bad at making up stories, but because he had the base, he was able to do it, which was pretty fun to see. That's his fiance.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was. um, I I remember Chad was actually really good at this game. Yeah, he kicked our ass in the first (laughs) game game of it. So true. Um, I was uh, playing with um, a few weeks ago, uh, two or three. No, um, yeah. Two or three weeks ago. Well, two or three weeks ago, uh, I was playing with a with a guy at the meetup down in um, the Alamo Draft House, the Boards and Brews. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: For those of you who don't know, both Daniel and I live in the Dallas area.
1: So yeah. that's
0: why he's here today. I did a Skype one with another uh, board game designer a few weeks ago, so that's why I was saying that.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. Um, But anyways, I was at the, um, I was at the boards and brews and uh, a guy came in for the very first time and he was in improv and his, uh, and his best friend didn't think that he was as creative because, you know, the guys at improv, Mm -hmm. but in the first, in the first game, when we were just doing the, when we were doing dangers and rescues, he won. And the improv guy was close, but he, and he totally beat us in the second, second round when we played, um, dastardly instead. But, you know, it was, it's, re- I really like the dastardly, oh, dastardly variation. Is, is, it is my favorite variation right now.
0: Sorry, keep going with your story.
1: Oh, uh, no, that, that was, that was basically it. It was essentially that like, you know, he didn't think of himself as a creative person. And, um, even thinking of myself as a creative person, when I first started doing this, I really didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I mean... We par- partially like when we made these cards, the, the, the tools and the skills, um, in their current wording, in the, the current cards that we chose, every it was really important to us that everything is immediately recognizable, and um, you sometimes can see um, how they can be used in different ways. Like, perfect accuracy with anything that can be thrown, you can either think of that as bullseye. But I was using that in to throw through throw directions out. I think my favorite is um, is when somebody used it to throw insults at a cloud and to make the cloud cry. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I did notice that when we played about these cards. I got um, anybody will think you're their parent in one round. Yeah, and I said that I would play it to stop a puppy army. And because I would then be their mama. And as a puppy mom, I am their alpha. And so you can really manipulate the cards in your favor, I noticed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you think of that because uh, you have three dogs of your own?
0: Yes. (laughs) I am a puppy mom and I am the alpha.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, I am the boss and they have no respect for their dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: usually how it is.
0: So the dastardly variant, everybody gets... Well, sorry. There's one villain, and everybody gets a danger card, and they're superheroes trying to defeat the villain, right?
1: Um, yeah, essentially, like, okay. So in the base game, you're you have one victim, and each of the other players are rescuers trying to save you from the dangerous situation you found yourself in. In the dastardly variant, it's different in that there's one villain, and they get a danger card for each of the different heroes that are on the board, and the heroes. Will place one of their skills in front of them, basically advertising, "Hey, this is my power." Because a good villain always does their research, but the villain then uh, places each of them in a dangerous situation, like in in um in based off of their power, and uh, it's like the villain is trying to put them into some nefarious plot. But a good hero always has an ace up their sleeve, so they'll t- whip out one of the tool cards from their hand and then they'll try to save themselves from that dangerous situation to thwart the villain. The villain is looking for who thwarted them the best, because a good villain is always looking for a worthy nemesis. Um, I, I really like, uh, uh, it's one of the things that isn't, uh, the dastardly variant is listed on the back of the, of the uh, preparation kit instruction manual, the mm-hmm. instructions to play the game. But um, the plot twist, plot twist, we haven't actually talked about that very much. But plot twist, you use the, oh, wow, I put one the wrong way around. But you use a plot twist on somebody's story while while they're telling your story. So like I was trying to save you, but you merge your tricycle onto the highway and you have trouble accepting help from people, which would really throw a wrench in my, yeah. In, in, in my story, because I'm trying to bark orders at you, and you're 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 a little rebel, <laughs> and um, to put it politely, um, but I can still throw orders at other this cars. This is Mark
0: D. You can put it however <laughs> you want.
1: But um, anyway, well, the the game itself is is uh, is a PG game. So well,
0: well, it can be. I can definitely see with the right crowd, this would be an R-rated game.
1: That's that's too true. I guess it, it
0: depends on how dirty of a person you are.
1: We, we try to keep the option to make, give <laughs> you the option to keep it as a PG game, yeah, though. So. You could
0: definitely play this with kids, or you could play it with other adults.
1: Oh, yeah. um, I was uh, I, I haven't seen this personally, but um, my the rest of the team basically lives out in Florida, and so they've they've been playing with a lot of like 50-year-old, 60-year-old people, and I've been playing sometimes with kids as young as five and as so long as you explain what the heck some of these what these cards mean like um an old-fashioned diving suit a, a five-year-old might not know what that is yet yeah um
0: no my niece loves making up stories on the spot so yeah. i could see where this would be really good for kids like that
1: yeah yeah i've i've um anyways uh we, we were we this is this is a big digression from the whole the the villain. Um, in the Dastardly variant, it we, w- which we talked about, the plot twists actually work. And it's still a catch-up mechanic. Like, plot twists, you get a plot twist card for every time you lose a danger. Like, if, if there are two rescuers and one of them wins, the other player gets a plot twist card. But um, in the Dastardly variant, it's the villain who gets plot twist cards. And the villain gets a plot twist card for every single danger that somebody else has won. So um, it it's it's still the same catch-up mechanic, but I like how it works in Dastardly a lot. Um, but yeah, so the Dastardly variant is currently my favorite. We are working on a few other ones, like the Gladiatorial one or the Dungeon Rush one, but I'm not entirely sure how Dungeon Rush works, so you'd have to ask Eric.
0: <laughs> Eric lives in Florida?
1: Yeah, but he, he, he lives... Around he used to live around here, so he's still here every once in a while. At least for the holidays, his parents are still here.
0: Oh, cool! Eric, I played with whenever I met you guys.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Which was fun. I loved playing this game that day. Um, what has been your favorite thing about playing this game, or what is your favorite thing about playing this game?
1: My favorite thing about playing this game, I I I've, I've been telling you about all these different people that I played with and especially the ones that don't think of themselves as particularly creative. Mm -hmm. It's great just to see them start to just open up Mm -hmm. and you get to see how quirky people are, how weird people are, (laughs) how messed up people are, but you get to really see their personalities through this game. And I I like that. Um, It's... uh, I I was asked recently um, uh, one of of the points about this game that I was telling... uh, I was telling them that, like, I think that it's not that much different from sitting down and doing some role playing, some proper role playing. Just because, um, it you're you're kind of thrown in with a skill and a tool, and you're just this kind, of, it, it you are essentially assuming a character in a situation.
0: Yeah, you are. And I would definitely say it's like my favorite part of D anD D, which is the improv.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: For sure, I would agree with that.
1: You're you're creating a story together. That's that's. That's the fun.
0: I like it too when you create a story and you see the other person like, did that just, what did they just <laughs> say? Oh my God. That was my favorite part of playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What is your least favorite part of this game?
1: My least favorite part of this game. Um, this was actually, this is the question that was asked one on the whole, the Kingmaker situation. Like you're, you're in a party, you're in a party game and Due to the nature of the game, you have to you're you, you have to know who's telling what story. Mm-hmm. So um, there is the situation where you're gonna find yourself you, you where a player might choose somebody just because they don't have as many dangers as the other players do, but uh, that's uh, that that's that's why I was uh, really thinking about it as being kind of a role-playing game in in regards of, hey, um, I think people just like telling stories. I think people enjoy the aspect of it. If they they extend the game that way, then why not?
0: And in the rules, it says first to three, but you could go on as long as you want to play.
1: Honestly, um, in a bigger group, I do two instead of three. You can play as much as you want, but... um, partially because of Kingmaker and partially just because everybody's going to have a good story somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I didn't find the Kingmaker issue to be so bad of a problem here because when, uh, in, in all the games that i played, in all the games i played of Danger, I've played quite a few. Um, the stories that are chosen always have merit in some way. They, they, they are always chosen for a good reason. Even if you think, "Oh, my story was better," you can still
0: appreciate. Yeah, you can still
1: appreciate the others.
0: What I really like about this game is, unlike most pick somebody style party games, like, "Oh, I picked this winner," you can't just really throw away your cards. Like, you can come up with something to tie it back, no matter what. And so, you never get to a a point where we've all been in a like game like Cards Against Humanity or something where you're like, well, shit, um, I'll just get rid of this one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And I really like that because you don't need, like, a mulligan or anything in this game.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, like I I said in the beginning when I was just kind of pulling cards out, you can basically BS your way out of anything. I believe that to be true.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree completely. So... This game comes with this little yellow piece of paper, and on your website, it tells you how to fold it into a whale.
1: Yeah, actually, I think the there's a link somewhere on the. It's on the side of the
0: box for sure.
1: Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Origami whale adoption, including with your danger preparation kit, is a very special origami whale. This whale almost turned into a car before we quickly rescued it, along with others from its species. We aim to find them new homes. To help our rescue efforts, please visit the link below and follow the instructions, www.origamiwhalegames.com slash Origami Whale Adoption.
0: So this has y'all's Insta tag and your hashtag, which is also your um, Twitter tags, because I tagged you in something on Twitter today. I don't know who runs your Twitter, but I tagged you guys. Yeah. Um, do you, are you guys going to share your little hashtag Origami Whale Adoption pictures once they start flooding in?
1: oh yeah yeah that'd be fun
0: you should do a contest about like who puts their whale in the most creative
1: danger. oh yeah in like a most precarious situation we want to save these whales mind you. <laughs> yeah
0: who, who can save they're all from the worst danger <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i guess it's just like what are you saving these whales from
0: how many people are on the origami whale games team
1: um five or you could say six just because uh, walter is technically not part of origami well games but he did do the art for the for the, for the game so we do think of him as, he's actually also local he lives up in allen
0: oh cool yeah. i grew up in allen don't look him up though guys allen's a big area
1: <laughs> yeah it's a pretty big place
0: do you guys have other ideas for games, or just expanding on Danger First?
1: Oof, do we ever? <laughs> um,
0: you don't have to go into details though, if you don't want to. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been working on like an RPG system, but that's neither here nor there. That's kind of more of my own personal project. Um, I we we were want to make a game called um, No Holds Barred, and it's essentially like it's about a really terrible party and. The bards that are trying to write epics. So when when all the heroes have done all their uh, done all their things and there's still dungeons left, you have you have party bad being
0: the group of people that go through a dungeon. Yes,
1: so you have like you have bad heroes and the bards are trying to give like are trying to edit are trying to edit their adventures to make them seem heroic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a. That's a fun one that we're working on. That
0: sounds pretty cool. Would that be like more storytelling?
1: Um, no, that 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 one actually does have more mechanics involved, but you know, we are working on a lot more of of danger, because this is our uh, first project, and we want to we, we want to kind of build a base with it. So um the next next box I think is pretty final as being the Dastardly box. So based off of um the dastardly variant so the original idea at least was to have the preview on the back to be like what the next next box is going to be like i don't know if we're going to necessarily keep to that but the next box we believe will be the dastardly variant and so it will be based off of like spies and superheroes mainly
0: will it be a whole new box or will it be an expansion to the base
1: um we want to have both, but dastardly we wanted to have as a separate box. So probably red, like the plot twist cards or something like that. It's another nice, bright, vibrant color. Yeah, um,
0: I dig this box.
1: Thank you, thank you. I when I saw your board games library a second ago, and uh, I, I looked and I'm like, oh, hey, hey there's yes. danger. I it's very visible. Organize my
0: board game library today. Yeah. And I had to enter it in like four different spots before I found one that I was like, okay. Because I didn't want it too far back where you couldn't see it. Yeah. Because then I'll never pull it. So I was like, I want to make sure I could like catch it.
1: Yeah, your your board <laughs> game library is really impressive. Thank you. <laughs> uh
0: when we bought those shelves, I was like, I've never felt like we didn't have a lot of games, but I kinda do now. <laughs> <laughs> but we have many games
1: yeah i mean that that room is basically devoted to it so
0: (laughs) well it's our game room so yeah it should be what's been the most interesting part of designing and coming out with your first game
1: um most important part of the design well i would say definitely the first playthroughs just trying to figure out how I mean, when, when you, when you think about a game like this, um, it, it should, it seems like it would be really easy to design like snake oil. I feel like it would be really easy to design. It basically uses the same mechanics. Like a uh, person with card a is listening to people with cards B and C. And if you've never played snake oil, essentially that uh, card a is a person like, so they're a farmer or something. And, um, product and so in cards b and c instead of being a skill and tool are like two products that you're kind of mashing together so you could be l- like
0: um oh like the beginning of aladdin where he's like this is a hookah dash coffee pot
1: yeah something like that but you you should tr- be trying to pitch it to that to two person a um so the base mechanics of the game you would think that like designing these cards would be really easy but when when we were first playing those we found out that no, you, you can't just have anything on there. Um, people, people get stuck. These get stuck really easily. It's one of the um, invisible parts of the design. The invisible parts of the design is just how, how much was put into making these cards work. Um, and I, I'm really proud of the result. I, I, I feel like I've talked about it quite a bit in here, but I, I'm really proud of the result of that. Um,
0: you should be really proud it's your game it's a yeah, physical I mean, thing you should talk about how proud <laughs> you are all the time man it's a great game
1: i mean though in particular just like the fact that anybody can get into it and anybody can find themselves to be creative when like like i was talking about the improv guy and his friend and the, and the friend didn't think that he was that creative but then he was able to be improv guy
0: Yeah, or like I said earlier, Chad, who I can look at something and make up a whole story about it just to make him laugh. And then he's like, uh, (laughs) yeah, he can't do it at all. And he killed it with the being able to have those like solid foundation to build upon when you're creating, getting out of these dangers is really good. I've been really lucky because every game I've been asked to play with people, I really loved. But I also don't say yes to games that I think sound crappy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: <laughs> Admittedly. So when you guys first started, you started on, um, or let me phrase that, when you first started looking at selling the game and manufacturing the game, you started on Kickstarter. Um, but then had to cancel that campaign, we, and you went full Amazon.
1: We, we canceled that campaign for for a different reason we canceled the campaign because we were working with some other companies at the time so mm-hmm. um limb interactive is one of them and they're and you know we we got to go to conventions with them and so we got oh, cool. a lot more dispersion so we wanted to kind of build things up a little bit more before we release the game um so i i should say that Limb and Tracta, they're, they're mostly do like esports, And so they have this really great game called, uh, it's it's for um, console, okay. but um, it's called uh, Zen Paths. And it's essentially like, it's a it's like a platform fighter, like Super Smash is a platform fighter. But I
0: love Super Smash Bros.
1: It, the fighting mechanics are on, are in, in the most basic sense, it's a lot easier because you're essentially just, attacking people, and you're jumping. So, more like N-Way of the Ninja, control-wise. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect of it is that you have the... You're using another part of your controller to control something else entirely, where... Like a paintbrush. So, you're drawing in walls, or oh, floors, or spikes, or stuff like that. and It's... It's intense. It's intense. Like, you're... I I, I don't know too many people that are, uh, that are so so good at multitasking that even that that, that would come easily to them because you're, you're essentially just using you're doing two different things at the same time it's hard to do <laughs> but it's an amazing game it's a great game
0: what is your favorite social media platform to use your instagram present is on point or <laughs> my even before i knew you lived in dallas which yeah. i think was i posted like where are you from i'm from dallas and you're like wait i'm from dallas and that's yeah, I yeah. we live near each other um, I've always really enjoyed interacting with you on Instagram.
1: Thank you. I, I actually do run the Instagram myself, so that's, uh, that's, that's great to hear. I, I tried to, and I tried to keep things pretty, pretty lively on there. Um, I all, knew all the... I
0: liked you when I posted this, like, what's the most overrated? What's the most underrated game? And you were like, um, right here on the underrated. <laughs> and that made me laugh out loud. Okay. So, sorry, keep going.
1: No, um, it's. Basically, I, I think that like to have a good presence, you should just try to be a good person. So I, I you know, I try to always for, for good games, bad games, things like when people are asking questions about games, I try to stay informed of what I'm seeing. I'm like, I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot and there are a lot of games I haven't seen, but I try to pass on what I've heard about them or uh, strengths and weaknesses and just try to get a good basis for stuff. Um, I do that at conventions too. Um, when, when, um, I I was, uh, at NerdCon stories, I mean, you and I both talked about John Green and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, NerdCon was, was their thing. Um, but I was at NerdCon stories and that was the very first convention that I'd been to. And I, I walked around and I found out I was, I was talking to every other booth that I saw, tried to figure out, where everything, where everything was, and find out a little bit about them. And so when people would come over to the danger booth, I would be able to say, "Oh yeah, based off of base." I feel like, I, I feel like one of those ad, ad placement things, but it's like based off of the things that you told me you liked. Uh, you should check out. You should check out these other people. These these other projects. Um, I was uh, I was nicknamed the uh, the tour guide at that <laughs> at that convention. <laughs> it was my very first one, but I, it's um. It's something that I've tried to do at every other convention that I've run is try to figure out who who's around me, what are they doing? If and if especially if they're doing something cool, try to direct people over their way. And I and it's the same way I think on on Instagram or just basically anywhere. You try to give honest feedback. You try to you you, tr- you try to be supportive where you can.
0: Yeah, I think your Instagram, like I said, it's on point. You do a great job of interacting with people from I mean I'm really bad at Instagram because I like worry about what I'm doing. What? But I go through and like a lot of stuff. Like every once in a while, if I'm bored at work, I'll go through and like like I'll go through the hashtag board games and just go crazy with "Oh my god, this is so cute" <laughs> kind of comments. But no,
1: I, I like your Instagram quite a bit. Um, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm seeing it more from the from the posting side from. I'm looking at your posts more than I'm looking at your comments in other places. But, yeah, I really, I really like your Instagram.
0: Thank you. I work very hard at my posts, so that's good to know. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I enjoy it. But, yeah, you are – there's a few people I really love that when they comment, I'm like, yes, that's got to be something funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you're one of them. So are you the only one who gets on Instagram?
1: Um, and not – okay, so the posts – I don't make the posts themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually Tyler or – Tyler or Eric – And Eric will, um, Eric will definitely check in to make sure, like, because I, when, when I'm doing Instagram, I only have it on my, on my tablet. So I I don't actually carry it around with me on my phone. So Mm -hmm. I don't, that means I'm like, I'm not always with it. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that like urgently needs a response, then he'll, he'll shoot me a message saying like, Hey, how do you, how do you want to respond to this? But. On the most part, it is me. If you're if you're talking to somebody on a post, then that's that is me. If you're talking to somebody in the messages, it is it is me.
0: Cool. I always get freaked out if I know multiple people are on a platform because I'm like, who am I talking to? No, it's
1: it's always me. It's normally
0: me. like with you and Supreme Leader, they'll be like, hey, this is somebody else on Supreme Leader, but I don't think I've ever interacted with anybody but you on. Yeah. Insta. Yeah. I mean, I obviously met Eric. We played this game with him. Yeah. He's a pretty dope dude too.
1: Oh yeah, he's my best friend. So. Oh,
0: is he? Yeah. That's nice. Don't tell him I said he was cool then. (laughs) (laughs) He should listen to this, so he should know.
1: Yeah, I'll 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 tell him we were talking smack about him about.
0: (laughs) So much smack. He's pretty bad. Thirty-two minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't. He actually beat me. I did not win a single round. (laughs) Um, my favorite part of this game though is the tie, like the tiebreaker. Oh yeah, the tiebreaker. I really like the tiebreaker. So when we played, we didn't technically have a tie, but we had to like wrap up because I had to be somewhere. And you just take a random skill and a random item, or tool, sorry. And you have to come up with a story that matches, that gets you out of the danger.
1: See, uh, it's it's a house rule, but one that I really like just because, I, and I'm glad you brought it up because um, it it does tie back tie back into like as the as the victim if you find yourself in a situation where everybody has two so no matter who you pick you're basically choosing the winner i think it's it's just more fun to uh and i i again uh i i thought that that would be a big problem but it is isn't. people seem to actually really like being the one who decides in the end so um just as a kind of like added treat just to see just to let them see everybody else kind of like oh shoot what am i doing yeah um take the top card the skill and the top card of the tool and just flip them and see what they can come up with i um most of the time uh most of the time you find out you find some really spectacular stuff like we were talking about the squid earlier and that's probably it, it, it's at least one of my favorite cards um i'll post being... a
0: picture of the squid on instagram on yeah. wednesday when this goes up Sorry, keep
1: going. Yeah, no, that's um, basically like you're being hugged by a depressed giant squid. Um, I can't remember what I had. I can't remember what I had there, but it was one of the, um, it was one of the, it was, it, it was the final round tiebreaker. And I, I don't remember what I had exactly, but I remember it ended up being the story of like, I, I, I gave the, I, I gave like the squid the heart of the ocean. So like my reflection in the sky was like this, this, scintillating heart of the ocean. Like the squid seeing true beauty, like r- r- release all its fears or something like that. It was, but you get some really cool things just like putting, surprisingly putting people on the spot like that.
0: Yeah, I remember <laughs> when we played. Eric one, even though my story was definitely better, but I used something <laughs> outside of what my tools were. Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But both stories were so good that I was like, "Oh shit, this is like they're both super funny." And it was hard to come up with something on the spot because I was like, huh. "But then it, I like love that." That would end up being my favorite part.
1: Yeah. Um, well,
0: that and I love it when games have funny first player rules, and so I really like. I will always be the first player in this.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's. Uh whoever ends up in the whoever's most likely to end up in a weird bizarre situation
0: no it's whoever uh, lives the most dangerous lives
1: the most dangerously yeah <laughs> you can think of it as either way though like uh, when i was uh, first doing demos at nerdcon stories people would keep coming up to me and say like well if uh, who who among your friends lives the most dangerously And they're like well i have the kind of friends who would uh who in a zombie apocalypse they would break my legs i'm like well i guess that makes you the first victim <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean that doesn't necessarily have to hold true like the dastardly variant if i'm if that's like the first thing that i'm playing with somebody then just just for yucks i'll i'll say like oh yeah who has the most dastardly laugh yeah like, that's what
0: you said at the dastardly variant which for us is our friend Stephen because he has the perfect evil laugh? So oh, does he? I wanna. I've brought it a couple times, but we haven't gotten it to the table with that group because they're not always big on party games. But I want to do it so that Stephen can do his evil laugh. It'll yeah, just make yeah. Me I hope
1: I <laughs> hope you record it just so that you know we can we can we can hear it.
0: That's a good idea, Stephen. If you're <laughs> listening, I know you're not, but you should do your evil laugh with this box so I can record it. That'd be so funny. So we're about to wrap up. It, the tabletop game girl sorry I said the wrong thing At the tabletop game gal podcast <laughs> we like to yeah. end with a question that people can tweet us the answer would you like to ask a question?
1: well first I'm, I'm glad that you had to specify that it's gal because you have to throw in that text in there
0: <laughs> well so when I when I got my blog that I never update because typing is so much work and it takes me like four and a half hours for each post <laughs> I um Tabletop Game Girl was taken, Board Game Girl was taken, Board Game Gal was taken, Board Game Lady was taken, and then I was playing like, Tabletop Game Gal, and it wasn't taken, and then I really liked the ring of it, so I was like, ah, it works! <laughs> Sorry, um, so would you like to ask everybody a question, they can tweet at us.
1: Um, well, why don't we keep to the spare of the game and pick a card from here somewhere. Actually, we'll let you pick the card.
0: Okay. So we're gonna pick a danger card. And I guess, how would you get out of this danger?
1: Essentially, yes.
0: So tweet at either at Danger the Game or at Tabletop Game Gal or both how you would get out of getting hugged by a giant <laughs> across the <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you're getting... gonna have to
1: repeat that for the, we were so, laughing.
0: So um, tweet at Danger the Game or at Tabletop Game Gal how you would get out of getting hugged by a depressed giant squid, which I swear I'd close my eyes and drew at random. <laughs> That's too funny. Tweet us that answer, and thank you so much for
1: joining me. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Thanks.
0: As always, you can rate and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed the show. If you didn't enjoy the show, then you just go on with your day and don't worry about the rating and reviewing process. Have a great night, y'all.